the search for a center for Syracuse basketball continues in the transfer portal, and we go straight to the source of the most likely candidate to fill that spot. It's your Locked On Syracuse Wednesday. Let's get right to it. Our Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into your Locked On Syracuse Wednesday episode. Oh, and Valentine here saying thank you so much for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen today and every day. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available wherever you get podcasts. It's a big episode, and big is a little bit of a hint as to what this might mean. Syracuse is looking to replace Jesse Edwards, and there is one man that seems like the most likely fit at this point in time, fresh off of an official visit to Syracuse, it is Florida State transfer Naheem McLeod joining the show today. So without further ado, let's get right to it. We are now joined on your Locked On Syracuse Wednesday episode by a man who has never lost a game in the Dome and a man who is 20 inches taller than I am. It is Naheem McLeod, the transfer from Florida State, just visited Syracuse this past weekend. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. No problem. Thank you for having me. I want to start by by talking about the, the, the question that I think most people in Syracuse have, uh, just keeping it broad to get going here. How did everything go visiting Cuse this past weekend? Uh, Syracuse was great. Um, Walking me with open arms. Um, a lot of the guys I already knew from playing against them at Florida State. And, you know, just the, the camaraderie of the team and the environment was was well. Who uh, who are those guys mainly that, that have stuck out the most in terms of, you know, you playing against Syracuse of Florida State and just from, from what you know about the team already? Um, so I was around Quader Copeland a lot. Um, you know, he's from Philadelphia as well. Uh, Benny Williams and Chris Bell all also, you know, hung out with me a lot. And Justin Taylor as well. It's a pretty big pretty big chunk of the team at this point that that you seem familiar with at this point in time um and I, I i read online that you had a bit of a run-in with syracuse's departing center uh and jesse edwards while you were on campus so how did uh how'd that interaction go um i saw jesse <laughs> i got to my hotel and i went out uh, later that night to go hang out with the guys and jesse was the first person i saw so i went up to him you know Say what's up, give him a hug, um, question him about some things about Syracuse, and then like he told me whatever he well, whatever I need, he got it. And you know, if I ever need anything coming to Syracuse, you know, it was a uh, it, it was just let him know. So it was it was cool. It was cool learning from Jesse. Now I, I gotta ask you: you put up sixteen and eight against Jesse. Did you bring that up at all when you were talking to him? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. I mean, they won the game, but if we won the game, you know, it was. It would have been different, but, you know, I didn't win the game, so I had to I, I had to hold it in. All right. Uh, how does, uh, like, seeing what happened with Jesse in, in his career at Syracuse, going from a guy averaging a couple of points a game to a guy, you know, that was putting up 10 to 20 points a night 
uh, by the time he departed? How did seeing sort of that progression happen? Uh, how does that play into your factor and sort of what you think Syracuse could do uh, with you if you were to end up here? Um, so obviously playing against Jesse my freshman year, you know, and then playing against him last year, he's got increasingly better. And I knew that he was a kid that liked to work hard and, you know, that was a wonderful work. So, you know, just the humbleness of him taking time out of his day to just go work out and, and develop his game. You know, I think I can do the same thing. So it's not it's not really a, a, that much of a factor for me because I know that's all about work at the end of the day. In the conversations that, that you had well, well on campus with the coaching staff and with players, sort of how do they see you fitting in and what kind of role uh, is expected of you heading into you know, what could be possibly a career at Syracuse, depending on what happens in the, in the next coming weeks? So um, talks was about um, having a guy like me in the middle to be dominant, to play alongside Chris Bell, Denny Williams, Chance Westry, J.J. Starlin, those guys coming in, guys already there. So um, I'm already familiar with everybody that I just named because, you know, just playing against them all of my career in high school and even in college now. So just that uh, the aggressiveness that, you know, I'm going to bring to the team and, and the fact that I'm going to be is just going to, you know, be well for them to play off me and not for me to play off them as well. What do you think is the strongest part of your game? Where are you the most dominant in terms of what you can do uh, on any given day? Um, I think it's just me being a presence on both ends. Um, on defense, you know, you got to look at a 7-4 guy. Like, do I want to go in there and try to shoot over him? And then on offense, most people think I just can catch lobs. And I don't, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can do a little bit of everything, so it's not like – I'm only just like a lob catcher. So it's just like, I feel like I do a lot of things well, so. Definitely. I mean, I've, I've been watching the tape and you, you said you were you were ready to call me out for some things. I know you uh, you watched the episode the other day. <laughs> uh, you said you'd, uh, you'd let me know if I got anything wrong. So did, what did I get wrong uh, in terms of you as a player uh, in that episode from the other day? So, um, you were talking about, um, like upgrades from Jesse Edwards. And then you were like, Hunter Dickinson is upgrade. Uh, throughout a Musa Cisse an upgrade. And then you was like, everybody else, I think they're a little bit below Jesse. And I look <laughs> and I was watching the tape and I just started laughing. And I was like, man, I'm just going to have to prove it. So it was just like, um, obviously, I know both of those guys. I just named uh, Hunter. I played Hunter last summer. Um, we had a private scrimmage versus Michigan. And he didn't do too well against me. Um, struggled scoring over my length. And, and um, I think uh, they beat us by like three because all the walk-ons played at the end. But if we would have, you know, just play two half, we'd have beat him by like fifteen. And then um what she say, uh, I think he's just like similar to me as far as, you know, athletic block shots and just can run the floor. And um I think that um all of us are mature veterans by, by now. And, you know, that was just like something that piqued my interest when 
you know, you said that, you know, just a little bit under Jesse. And I was like, okay, I see how some people think now. So it was just, it was, it hit me and I was like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I, I, I meant by no means that I mean to any, uh, any disrespect that way. I was just throwing it out there looking at, cause we, as a Syracuse community, as the fan base we're looking for and everything is sort of in that perspective of what, what can we do to replace Jesse on his way out? Uh, <laughs> you got me on that one, but I, I'm excited to see if this could come to possibilities, uh, what would happen with you in central New York? What was, uh, the conversation like with coach Autry, like, what are your, are your thoughts on him? You know, we're, we're all a part of this transition trying to piece together, like what this new era of Syracuse basketball is. So how was it uh, com- conversing with him and, and sort of what were those conversations like? Coach Autry is a great guy. Um, ever since I stepped foot on campus, he's been keeping it real with me, calls me every day. Um, told me um how he thinking what do you think that can be a part of this team and 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 um like even like when I was at Syracuse we had a little film session of you know the the things that they're going to do different from last year and how they're missing a guy like me to be dominant in the middle uh to replace Jesse Edwards and and I was just like man like I've I've rarely had coaches that was just brutally honest like coach Autry and um like his vibe off the court is just like you just love him. You got to love him. And, like, you just never have anything bad to say about him. So I think it was just, you know, a connection that, you know, that just meant to be. So um, hopefully, you know, I told him I'll make a decision soon and, you know, hopefully be a Syracuse Orange. If you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best-tasting protein bar ever. It's built. You got to try this. If you're like me, maybe you want to slim down a little bit, find a healthier snack choice, but you don't want to compromise on taste. I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars, they're healthy. They taste amazing. Seriously, they're so good. You won't think they're good for you. What makes Built Bars so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's not a joke. It's real chocolate, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors. It's churro, my favorite right here, the peanut butter brownie, and of course, cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. But now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. Well, you can still get those specialty flavors at Built.com. So head to your nearest Walmart, head to your nearest Sam's Club, or head over to Built.com, and then you can thank me later. That will be fun. I think that's what uh, what everyone watching here is hoping for. Uh, when we look at, at sort of any transfer, like what are, are some of the biggest things that, that you're factoring into this decision? Uh, what is like, what are the biggest components that, that you're looking for in your, in your next landing spot? Um, definitely um, a group of guys that, you know, I can play with, whether that's, you know, them being athletic or for them to, you know, spread the floor out for me so I can work um, uh, a good team, like just, you know, vibing on the court, um, off the court, you know, we all get along and, and really just, uh, just the, you know, the humbleness of the team, whether that's um, us sticking together throughout toughness of the season or not going our separate ways. So it's just really going to be help. 
when when you look at this at this style of play that that's sort of been advertised for Syracuse and it seems like they want to get out and run in this new coaching staff or this transition coaching staff they want to get out and run they want to move how do you think uh that works with your game and and how do you feel in a style that that wants to get out and move like that um I've always been able to you know run the floor um play at a fast tempo so um like you said like the style of play is just it's gonna it's gonna help uh us together um because the guards that they're coming they're bringing in you know like to play fast and get get up and down the court so not just like we're running to spots where we have to be so it's just gonna be it's gonna be a camaraderie of just you know getting out there and working uh what is i mean you're you're a northeast guy uh philly guy what was like your first i guess interaction with syracuse or your first uh, I guess awareness of Syracuse. Like, when did you first hear about them? Um, I, I first heard about Syracuse um a long time ago. Okay. Uh, from the mellow days, and then like I really haven't paid too much of mine. And then uh, when I got to high school, um, they started reaching out, but it was kind of late because I already chose Florida State. And then um, I knew Syracuse was in a conference and, you know, they got, the, uh, they had the Big East. They was in the Big East before coming to the ACC. And then I knew that when they were in the conference, I would have to play against them. And then I wasn't familiar with the, the, the type of zone that they played until, you know, their scouting report came up. So it was just, it was just like, man, this is, this is a lot. So it was. Yeah, you mentioned they were they were late coming around the first time. I believe I read they were they were the second team to reach out this time around. So right. it, it seems like uh, being able to get there early, as as we've seen time and time again, can go a long way in terms of developing these relations. What does it mean that like you know maybe Syracuse might realize that they learned from their mistake getting there too late the first time around and wanted to make sure that they were there immediately uh, when they heard that you were available in the transfer portal. Yeah, um, like, um, some of, um, some of my best games, um, in college was against Syracuse. Uh, like my freshman year, I just remember, um, playing against Jesse Edwards, and I was like, uh, they were like, uh, you can't score over him. You know, you gotta, he, he likes to jump. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try to get him. So I, <laughs> I tried, I tried to dunk on him. But him and Chris Bell met me at the rim, and I was like, man, maybe that is true. He likes to jump a lot. So ever <laughs> since then, he would just step up, and I was like, you know what? I got to get him back. So, you know, sad to see him that he's going to West Virginia. I, I, I was putting him on my list of, you know, people I had to dunk on. So it was, it was like, <laughs> man. You, uh, I believe, I remember you had a good little putback dunk uh, in the freshman year game where you played Syracuse, and then – it was your your best game of the year this past season yeah. uh, when you played Syracuse, putting up uh, a 16 and eight. So you it seemed like in that game, you know, as you mentioned, maybe you got you got the better of Jesse, possibly. But uh, the outcome, not necessarily in the same boat uh, with that. When you sort of look at your basketball career and with a couple of years of eligibility left and you know you're in the portal looking for that next spot. What sort of legacy do you want to have when 
it is time for you to leave this next spot whenever that time might be. Hmm. <laughs> um, type of legacy? Um, yes. Man. Um, type of legacy I want to leave is um, definitely an impacting one around the community. You know, got to get along with everybody. Um, on the court, just a hard worker. Um, just a hard worker come in, win, um, you know, hopefully, you know, get to the, the big dance and win a couple games, national championship, final four, just to, you know, be successful is really all I, all I need to do. What is Nahima Cloud like outside of basketball? What else do you do? What else are you into? Uh, or is it all basketball all the time? Um, off the court, I'm a calm, cool, collective guy. Don't say too much. Um, you'll definitely see me. I'm seven four, hard to miss. Uh, like to give back to the community, whether that's female or homeless, or you know, just hanging out with kids, trying to shoot hoops with them, um, stuff like that. Like it's just, uh, I try to be a positive vibe and just give back to people who's unfortunate don't have anything. We, we love to hear that. Plenty of spots uh, to get involved around Syracuse for sure, uh, as we've seen many players do uh, over the last few years and, and well before that. Um, when you sort of take a look at where, uh, what's left, right? You've got you know, Mississippi State tomorrow, right? That visit starts. So yeah. what, what are you looking for? Like, is there something that you feel like is a missing piece at this point, or are you just testing the waters because you never know what happens. Yeah, definitely just testing the waters. You never know what happens. Um, tomorrow, I'm just looking for, you know, the film session that we have and um, see how they play. Um, I watched them once this year. They were in the tournament versus Pitt, and I was just like, they, they lost that game, and I was just like, you know, how well do they play through their bigs and, and how much does this team like to you know, defend, get out and transition, run. So stuff like that, just a little thing. That's all I'm looking for. When you look at that transition out of the ACC compared to a transition within the ACC, like how does that play into anything? Is that a huge factor to, to be able to stay consistently in the ACC and with what you're a little bit more familiar with? Or is that not something that looms all too large into this decision? Um, At first, I was just like, Man, like I just want to stay in the ACC, you know. Um, show Florida State what they missed out on. Um, just come in wherever I was going. Because at first I had a lot of ACC schools reaching out. Still do, but like it was a, it was a good amount. And I was just like, man, like you know, if I stayed in the ACC, you know, I'm familiar with the competition, the teams, how teams play. But then like other schools and and different um, conferences was calling out. Like I'm not really too sure about it. So. When uh, this all is said and done, right, and, and we wrap this interview up in, in a second here, what is sort of the departing message for now to, to the Syracuse fan base? Uh, is there anything specific you'd want to say to them uh, or any other sort of closing thoughts at this point? Um, all I, all, <clears throat> all I want to say is Syracuse has the best support system in the country. I'll pull something, Syracuse has flooded my comments, flooded my DMs. So it's just like, 
I see how that, you know, people want me to be at Syracuse March. Syracuse Twitter and, and Syracuse social medias are, are, are very much, uh, they'll be up in your face about everything. They'll be ready to interact with every tweet that you put the color orange in until decision day comes. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> they've done with, with so many players in the past. Uh, do you have any idea in terms of timetable? Is, is Mississippi State the last of the visits? Is there more that could happen down the road? Uh, do you have any idea when you might be making this decision? Um, I don't, I'm not sure if Mississippi is the last one, Mississippi State's the last one, but I'm definitely leaning towards the next two weeks of making the decision. Awesome. We're excited to see what happens. Any, uh, anything else you want to add? Uh, the floor is yours here. Uh, did I miss anything when I talked about you the other day? Uh, did I not ask you something that you wanted to hear about? Is there anything more uh, that you care to throw in here before we uh, we call it a day? No, nah, I think you pretty much not everything on the head. Um, I think as far as, you know, my game and how, you know, I'm going to be used in Syracuse, it's just, you know, I think it's destined to be. So I think you really got everything and, you know, go orange, man. Go orange. Hey, I appreciate that. Thank you so much for coming on. We wish you the best of luck, whatever decision you do end up making. Uh, but obviously, we'd love to see you uh, in central New York once again uh, with a Syracuse jersey on. Continue uh, your your undefeated streak in the dome uh, with the right colors on this time around. Got you. All right, that'll do it for your Wednesday episode of Locked on Syracuse. Another thank you to Naheem McLeod for joining the show. Uh, it sounds like he's interested in Syracuse which I think is a big sign. The interest level seems like it's there. The conversations with coaches, the way you spoke about Autry, the little go orange at the end. Uh, it, it seems like the signs are pointing in the right direction, but only time will tell. Said so probably about two weeks until we get to decision time. But until then, uh, we play the waiting game. We sit and watch how things go at Mississippi State, uh, and we uh, see if there's another scheduled uh, visit on the docket there or not. Either way, a thank you to him. That'll do it for our Wednesday episode. I will catch you again tomorrow with a little bit more. Not exactly sure where we will fall on our Thursday episode just yet. But until then, be kind, make somebody smile today, and have a great day. I'm Owen Valentine. I'll catch you tomorrow. Peace.